The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, October 12th, currently 5.04 on the East Coast, here to dig into the American League Divisional Series, two games going off on Thursday. We'll recap what we saw uh, in the American League yesterday on Tuesday. And we'll obviously discuss uh, our picks for both the Yankees and the Guardian series and the Mariners and the Astros series. But I can't do it alone here to break it down with me are the two young guns of the MLB gambling podcast, starting with my main man over there in the Great Lakes area. Him and Malcolm have been doing the DFS shows. This is a third episode today already for the MLB gambling podcast, a new record, I guess we can say for a daily pod, but it's Noah Beanick. No, what's going on, buddy? How's it going, Munaf? Thanks for the great intro. Yeah, DFS, uh, good lineup yesterday, last night. Came in 25th out of 3,000, so not bad for the listeners of the first DFS episode of the postseason, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, amazing postseason baseball so far that we've seen. Yep. I'm ready to dig into the ALDS slate, Game 2s, baby. Yes, sir, and also joining us. On the East Coast, you guys know the voice also on the NFL Gambling Podcast, my co-host for the Monday Night Football uh, betting previews. We've been crushing it on NFL Monday Night Football. Hopefully we can continue that for the postseason here. It's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, what's happening, my man? What's going on, boys? How you guys doing today? Uh, yeah, Munaf, uh, two great games. Well, four actually great games, I think, yeah. last night. Uh, I think the Mariners got a little taste of their own medicine getting come back on. And I don't know why they put Robbie Ray, and we'll get into that. But, yeah, we got two good games to get to, and, uh, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about this briefly uh, this morning when we were talking about the National League games, kind of recapping what we saw from the four games on uh, on uh, Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, some great games. We'll, we'll, we'll recap here quickly. The uh, or we'll talk about it for both the American League Divisional Series Game Twos. But yeah, um, Astros. Let's, let's just start with the Astros series, guys. We'll recap it and then we'll talk about that series. So. Um, probably the most exciting game uh, in the playoffs. Maybe yeah, first or second most exciting. I know that the Blue Jays had to come back against the uh, – sorry, the uh, Mariners had to come back against the Blue Jays. Uh, but, yeah, like you mentioned it, uh, Dylan, the, the Seattle Mariners kind of getting a taste of their own medicine after the Astros came back trailing in that game. I know uh, Bregman had an absolute bomb in the eighth inning to yeah. cut that lead down to seven to five. And then in the bottom of the ninth, the Houston Astros, I think they got two on with two outs. There, I think they're already two outs. They got two more on. And then Jordan Alvarez comes up and just hits an absolute moonshot to uh, right field there to walk it off for the Houston Astros to come take a 1-0 lead in this series. But, um, Noah, let me start with you on this Mariners and the Astros game one. What were your kind of takeaways? Do you think that's kind of deflating for the Mariners, or do you think they'll kind of just turn the page and get ready for game two? Yeah, that highlight, actually. I tweeted out the Jordan Alvarez walk-off home run. That was our best performing highlight that we've had since Miguel Cabrera's 
2000 nice. hit. So yeah, I, nice. I was like, Air Jordan, Jordan Alvarez, and the Houston Astros complete the comeback on the comeback kids. Like, just giving it right back to the Seattle Mariners. But honestly, Seattle impressed me a lot. I mean, they attacked yeah. Verlander early and often. Mm-hmm. They almost broke commandment number one that I have on betting the MLB, and that's just don't fade JV. But, yeah. I mean, they were all over them. And it was all Seattle until it really – I felt like putting Seawald in in the ninth inning, I've been kind of hammering the point on him. Um, He's a guy that has a 10.88 ERA in his last nine appearances. So really, I don't feel comfortable when they throw in. I mean, he's been their number one closer of the season, but he just does not have that same kind of momentum that he had earlier in the season. And talking about momentum, Robbie Ray, I mean, Malcolm's kind of said it. He kind of looks dead. <laughs> but uh, Robbie Ray has an ERA of uh, 631 in his last seven appearances. So, honestly, the Astros, they may have just completed a three-game sweep after game one with the yeah. way they moralized Seattle with that comeback, down 7-3. But that's why we do daily handicaps. So that might change from one of us. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think you got to give credit to the Mariners for the way they came out, like you mentioned. And I mean, I really didn't see that coming, but they were all over um, Justin Verlander just starting in that first inning. I know he only gave up one in that first inning, and I thought that he would settle in. But no, they just kept attacking him, I think, up and down that entire lineup for the Seattle Mariners was able to, you know, get good contact, not even like contact, but it was hard hit balls off of yeah. uh, Justin Verlander. And I think J.P. Crawford hit a a, a a moonshot thing that was in the fourth or fifth inning um, and give credit to them for getting out and, and just, you know, punching the Astros in the mouth first. Uh, unfortunately for them, the Astros, they, this is a team that I follow closely, obviously being in, in Houston and they just don't give up, man. I, you know, we talked about this in the, um, the betting preview that we did for the divisional series is that when you have this type of lineup, guys, I, this lineup doesn't give up and, and they're resilient. They have that playoff experience. And I think last night, that was out in full force for this uh, Astros team. But Dylan, do you have any other thoughts uh, from what you saw in game one between the Mariners and the Astros? Yeah, just to kind of echo what you guys have been saying, um, I live bet the Mariners right off of the first inning because you you just saw Verlander just wasn't himself for whatever reason, and it was very surprising to see. I mean, at least I didn't see that coming from Justin Verlander. He was missing high, and the balls that he were, were leaving was right in the middle. And they were, like you said, they were hitting it hard. And I honestly thought that home run by uh, Suarez in the seventh put him up 7-3. I thought that was game. I thought that was game. And when you mentioned Paul putting Paul Sewell in, I kind of understand that a little more. That was their guy. But putting Robbie Ray in – you lost the game right there. And I felt like every time uh, Alvarez was up, what did he go? Three for five. Every time he hit yeah. the ball, it, it was like a hard hit ball. So mm-hmm. I, I, you you could tell. And I kind of like the, the Houston mentality. It's, you know, it's kind of me versus everyone else. Everyone deems us a cheater. Everyone wrote us off. So it's literally all of their guys against every other t- team. So yeah. I, I think they kind of feed off of that. You know, and and toward the deadline, they got they got uh, Christian Vasquez from the from the Red Sox, and they got a couple guys at the deadline where Mancini, yeah, mm-hmm. Mancini, where they were like, "Hey, we'll welcome you in. It's going to be us, and we're going to have your back." And I think that that helped them um, get the comeback last night. And 
to answer your question originally, I think it was deflating. I think the Mariners are done. That was their game to win. If anything, they they should have won yesterday. Luis Castillo might pitch a good game, but I just don't see where they could where they could win now. You both touched on it a little bit with the Jordan Alvarez versus Robbie Ray thing. And we're really, just to give more analysis on it, Robbie Ray is kind of like a, a, a gun-it type of guy. He's not known for his accuracy. He's like, here's my heater, and I have one curveball that I'll flip to you. Uh, hit this type of guy, and he, he racks up a ton of strikeouts. On the heat maps for Jordan Alvarez, like his one weaker spot is down and actually middle of the strike zone. So that's where Robbie Ray's location was trying to go, although he is not the greatest with his accuracy. He missed middle-middle, and Jordan Alvarez deposited that into the right field. That ball is still going. It is. I love how they still have that one painted yeah. like orange oh up my there God. in the right center field. But yeah, that would, that that one that they have uh, painted there is the longest home run hit um, in Minute Maid Park. So I think that yeah. that's why they really uh, they uh, that's why obviously they paint that. Um, how, paint that uh, what, what is it at for what? I, don't know. Uh, like I would have to look it up. Something. Yeah, because like, Alvarez last night hit four thirty eight, and I thought that was a moonshot. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try to look that up while we're uh, discussing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, before we uh, talk about game two between the Astros and the Mariners, then we'll get to the Guardians and the Yankees in a bit. Let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet? Well, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. And if you're looking to join a WinBet's biggest winner's club, well, whoever has and hits the biggest parlay on win bet odds wise gets a thousand dollar free bet last week someone turned a six dollar parlay into four thousand dollars plus they got a free thousand dollar bet courtesy of win bet win bet is truly hashtag dgens only there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, guys, let's get into game two of the Astros and the Mariners. It's going to be a 337 Eastern Standard Time start. The early game uh, before the Cardinals and the Yankees projected pitchers are or confirmed pitchers are Luis Castillo for the Seattle Mariners and Frambert Valdez for the Houston Astros. Currently, the uh, odds for this game over on win bet Astros are a minus 150 home favorite plus 140 on the money line for the Seattle Mariners. Total is set at seven with a little bit of vig towards the under at minus 120. Run line plus one and a half, minus 180 for the Mariners, and minus one and a half, plus 150 for the hometown Houston Astros. Um, Noah, let me start with you on this game between the Mariners and the Astros with Castillo and uh, Framber Valdez on the mound. Castillo coming off a very impressive uh, game, uh, one start against the Blue Jays. You think he can carry that into this uh, game two against the Astros? Real quick, first I looked it up. Uh, the other home run went 415, but that wasn't why it was memorialized. Uh, it was the first home run hit into the triple deck at the oh, juice okay. box, so that's why uh, the seat is painted orange. But let's jump into the handicap for today. Um, 
Luis Castillo. He has not faced Houston yet this year, and in in his career, he only has one start against the Astros, where he went six innings against the Astros back in 2019, gave up two earned runs, and had seven strikeouts this year. Castillo has a 305 ERA, which is slightly worse than his season-long 299 ERA on the road. So slightly worse on the road, but really it does not um, really matter to me that much. Only six points. Framber Valdez is the starter for the Astros. 14.2 innings pitched, six earned runs, and a 380 ERA against Seattle this year with seven and eight strikeouts in those two games against the Mariners. He is also almost a full run better on the road uh, than at home with a 358 home ERA compared to his 2022 uh, ERA of 277. Uh, For me, I really thought this game was tough to handicap. Now, Framber Valdez's stats are a little bit worse against the Mariners. Uh, There's not a bunch of history for Castillo going up against the Astros, so that's what really makes this one tough for me. I'm not... Uh, comfortable in touching the total and the money line. I feel like there's more value in the Mariners, but from what I saw in game one, I don't know if they'll be able to bounce back offensively and be able to win this game. So that only leaves me with one play really. And that's Framber Valdez's over five and a half strikeouts. Like I mentioned, he had seven and eight strikeouts in his two games against Seattle this year. So that's my most confident play here. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at overall, Framber Valdez's um, career numbers against the uh, Mariners. I'm sorry, he's five and zero with a 1.94 ERA, but that goes all the way back to 2018 when the Mariners weren't very good, right? I think obviously this lineup, uh, this season, and even last season is a lot better than to the prior years. And you kind of look at it this year, uh, guys. Uh, Framber Valdez has allowed three earned runs in both the starts against the Mariners this season. Um, the Astros did, I believe, win both of those games. First game was back on July 24th. They won that 8-5 to in the following week. Uh, they actually lost that game 5-4. to So some runs have been put up in both of those starts there. But, yeah, ex- Noah, what you exactly just said there to me is what I saw in this game as well as far as, as a prop bet, uh, which is Framber Valdez over 5.5 strikeouts. Two starts this season, like you mentioned, he's had uh, respectively 8-7. and seven. Um, and then in his career, um, if we kind of go back, I was just looking at this. So over his last four starts, and this dates back to the 2021 season, he's at eight, six, eight, and seven strikeouts against the Mariners. So I think there is an opportunity for Framber Valdez to at least rack up some strikeouts here. If, I, if I'm making a game pick, I'm going to go with the hometown team, team here. I think that you'll get a better pitching performance out of Framber Valdez. I think there was a stretch where he had, I think what, 23, 24, 25 quality starts in a row this season for the Astros. Yeah. He's been a big game time pitcher for them in the playoffs, you know, over the last five years where they've made the, at least the uh, championship series in the American league. And I think he shows up in a big way here for the Astros uh, tomorrow, but Dylan, let me kick it to you thoughts on this game between the, or sorry, game two between the Mariners and the Astros and what your, what did your lines come out to? Yeah. So like Noah, I thought this game was very tricky to handicap. I, I can't take the Mariners because I made the Astros a minus 160 favorite. So I need at least 30 cents to be on them, but I don't want to give out a minus 155 either. If I were to take it, you got to take Houston plus uh minus one and a half at plus 150. I think there's some value there. As for the total, I made my line 6.4. I don't want to touch that either because both teams are seeing the ball really well, I think. 
So I'm going to go with a team total in this one. Give me the Mariners team total over two and a half or three, depending on your book. Uh, whatever your book offers, take the one with the better odds, in my opinion. Seattle has been swinging the bat really well coming into the playoffs. They've gone over this team total in six straight games. And Framber Valdez, uh, I think Noah touched on it. He does give up a little more contact and runs at home than on the road. Yeah. The two times he's faced Seattle this season, both times they were able to score three runs. Julio Rodriguez is a star in the making. He, he owned Justin Verlander yesterday. Not many yeah. people could say he had the day he did. So I think this lineup continues to hit especially early on i think they continue to be aggressive i don't know who wins if i were to pick a side i would would side with moon off houston on the run line but i'm gonna play the mariners team total over two and a half i I took it two and a half and three i like both yeah i'm currently seeing if you think they get to them early and often again do the mariners against valdez um first five innings over one and a half is at plus money at plus 120 so uh if you want to attack it that way uh for the mariners if you think they're uh, bats continue to have success um, against the Astros. And then, look, their bats have been doing well all throughout the postseason so far. I mean, the first two games against the Blue Jays, we saw what they did. And then yesterday against the ace and probably the side young winner in the American League this season uh, in Justin Verlander, they were able to get to him early and often as well. Um, no, anything else for this game uh, before we get over to the uh, Yankees and the Guardians? I do, I would just say my lean is actually towards Seattle rather than the Astros okay. like you guys. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to add. All right. Uh, before we get over to the Guardians and the Yankees series, let me tell you guys about Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records on all your games and betting activity. So to take advantage of this, all you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the second series of the American League Divisional Series. That's going to be the Cleveland Guardians and the New York Yankees. Yankees take game one um, in the Bronx yesterday with a, I believe it was a four to one victory for the New York Yankees. Uh, Garrett Cole with an amazing pitching performance last night. Uh, I believe he went six and one thirds innings in that um, game. One uh, had eight strikeouts in that game, only walked one batter, four hits allowed, and he only allowed one earned run, which was a home run off of the bat of Stephen Kwan in the third inning. But other than that, he was absolutely lights out for this uh, New York Yankees team. Um, on the other side, you know, we talked a lot about Cal Quantrill on the uh, podcast, guys, and I, I know a lot of us liked the over three and a half strikeouts for him yesterday. He got five, uh, did give up some home runs. Uh, Harrison Bader, the hometown kid there, and also Anthony Rizzo um, 
had a two-run home run in the bottom of the six for the New York Yankees, and that was just enough for them to take game one uh, against the Cleveland Guardians. But uh, let's take uh, let's take a second here and talk about what we kind of saw in this game one. Noah, let me start with you. Anything that kind of stood out to you between the Yankees and the Guardians in game one? Well, I sent a message in the Discord saying, and I mean, if you're not in the Discord, get in there because uh, not only is it the MLB channel, but a lot of channels are bumping with a lot of different people just providing their opinion on games and uh, plays inside those games on multiple different sports. But I sent a message in our Discord saying that I was impressed with every underdog except for these Guardians that we all uh, kind of have a soft spot for. And they left eight runners on base, so that's never good. Uh, Did Garrett Cole shove? Yeah, he pretty much did. Um, But that's now three straight games where the Guardians offense has just been lackluster. And I'm looking at, I mean, if I'm picking out one guy, it's Andres Jimenez. And I've kind of been hammering this nail, too. He was was up with the bases loaded and he struck out again last night. Um, This dude was one of Cleveland's best players all year. They cannot afford to have him slumping. So uh, that's kind of my analysis on that one. He's, He's a guy that provides a lot of offensive energy to this team. Um, really disappointed in his play so far through three games of the postseason. Yeah, look, I mean, I think this was a big game for Garrett Cole just to come out and pitch well, right? And, and he did that. You know, I, I mentioned yesterday, I don't know if it was on Twitter. I think, uh, Noah, you and I were talking about it with, uh, with Nick there about, you know, taking some props in this game and which way to look. And I mentioned that I think Garrett Cole was going to give up a home run early. I said it was the first inning, but he gave it up in the third inning. But other than that, it was <laughs> so pretty solid. Hitter, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, came maybe a, a, an order too late or through the batting order one too late. But, um, yeah, look, he, I think he just had to come out and pitch well. He did that against his Guardians team. He had, he has, he had great. Um, history or sorry, uh, season stats were great against the Cleveland Guardians, and that was replicated in game one. So, you know, give credit to Garrett Cole and the Yankees for taking care of business in game one. And I also mentioned this when we were talking about the American League divisional series. It's like, I, I'm not sure if I can trust the Cleveland Guardians offense right now, and they hadn't snapped out of it. And I think we were talking about this in, in, our, in our group this morning as well is that they've only scored four runs in about 33 innings so far. Mm-hmm that they've played in the playoffs so far. But Dylan, let me get to you here. Um, any takeaways from the Yankees and Guardians series here? Uh, it was, first, it was sad to see my boy Cal Quantra go down like that. Uh, two, being here on the East Coast, Yankee fans always got something to complain about. Even when they win, there's, there's, they're always complaining. Uh, so a, a lot of them called in this morning on the radio station, and they said, they posed the question, does this good performance by Cole, and I guess I'll pose it to you guys as well, does this kind of relieve your worry of, of Garrett Cole? And no. Yeah, no. and everyone said the same thing. They were like, no. They go, yeah, it was nice to have a performance, but we gave him eight years, nine-year deal. We won a ring. Like these, the, the expectation for Yankee fans are World Series or bust. They don't want to see you yeah. win one game against the Guardians who, like you said, Munaf, who – who have shown us they can't score. So yeah. I I agree. I, I, I don't think this one game, everyone could be like, oh, Garrett Cole's back. He's, he's fine again, because I think that third inning could have went south really yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah, you gave him you gave him all that money to be 
a menace in the postseason and yeah. ultimately just be a top five pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, and he, he hasn't, hasn't been, been that. a top five pitcher yeah. this year. And two, he's given up a home run in seven straight postseason games. So, and that's what people said. They said uh, they were they were still upset that the run that he did give up was a home run. They yeah. would have liked it l- less if it was like a double or the guy drove him in or something like that because he still leaves the ball over the plate and people are turning on it. Yeah, so, much much like you listen to like the sports talk radio, I love MLB Network. Mm-hmm. They stated a, a fact. It was teams that have out hit their opponent or out homered their opponent in their game since last year are 25 and two. So wow, wow, yeah. Um, you're looking at this Guardians team that's only had one home run a game, and that's the main source of offensive production from this Yankees team. So knowing that and knowing my opinion on. Uh, yeah. Just the postseason in general coming into just handicapping the whole picture. My Guardians take and them winning in three was a little outrageous. And I've almost all the way completely flipped to the Yankees side here. And it was and also I, good to see, uh, sorry, Munaf, real quick. Okay. It was also good to see um, Harrison Bader, hometown yep. guy. You know, they traded him for one of their, their really good uh, pitchers. And he came in with a boot on. So he didn't even really have anything but Rizzo got a nice bomb uh like I said uh Donaldson he needs to watch the ball a little more because it wasn't a home (laughs) run but uh, Oscar Hernandez made or Oscar Gonzalez excuse me he made a good play but then he made a boneheaded play and it went right below him so yeah neither of those Donaldson base running fiascos are really his fault they're just kind of fluky (sighs) baseball plays I could I could understand the, the whole crowd, but going the other nuts. yeah, and, and the, first, the first base coach, like, yeah, even the first base coach out. said it was out. So I, that one I don't blame him, but the other one, come on, you, you don't even run. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, okay, I mean, look, here's the other thing: J Ram dropped the ball not on purpose, but if he does it on purpose, that's what I would do. I of I third base. You drop that ball and you turn a double play. But if yeah. he doesn't and he catches it and Donald, yeah. Donaldson runs, then he's getting tagged up yeah. at yeah, first yeah. base. So it's a double play either way. It's yeah. a tough spot. Yeah. All right, let's get over to game two of the series, guys. Um, Yankees take that one zero lead. Uh, great pitching performance by uh, Garrett Cole. But we have game two. Second game of the night uh, after the Astros in the uh, Mariners series. It's going to be a 7:37 Eastern start. Uh, pitchers, and it's going to be a good one, guys. Shane Bieber takes the mound for the Cleveland Guardians, and mm-hmm. Nestor Cortez is on the mound for the uh, New York Yankees left-handed pitcher there. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Yankees are a minus-130 home favorite, uh, plus-120 on the money line for the Cleveland Guardians. Over under is set at six and a half with Vig towards the under uh, run line currently plus one and a half minus one ninety five for the Guardians and the Yankees run line minus one and a half plus one sixty uh, for them. Uh, Dylan, let me start with you for this second game of the night between the Guardians and the Yankees. Uh, what are your lines coming out to and what do you like for this game? Yeah, be on the lookout. This game might be canceled. Forecast does not look good yeah. over here on the East Coast. It's going to be very windy, rainy all day tomorrow through the night. So 
but if they do wind up getting the game in, I only made the Yankees a minus 125 favorite. The public is going to be all over the Yankees because the Guardians' inability to score runs. Moonoff, like you mentioned it a few pods ago, where we saw them having trouble, and I think that was your pause or hesitation from being yeah. on them as well. And the Yankees' offense, and that's exactly what we saw. They, they can come out, and they can win close games, 4-1, 3-1 games. And Judge didn't even do anything. They, he didn't have to. So no. it was good. They got production, like I said, from Bader and Rizzo. But Shane Bieber is a different animal, though. He actually pitched much better on the road than at home this season. And I'm going to channel my little uh, Noah here. I'm going to go a K-prop. Uh, Shane Bieber is sitting at five and a half with plus money, leaning towards the over. In his 18 starts on the road this season, he's gone over this number in 13 of the 18 road starts, going over in his last five of six road starts. He was phenomenal in that wild card game. I went over his strikeouts. I did seven plus at plus 200. Mm -hmm. I expect another similar performance. I think the Guardians will be able to steal one of these games. And why not with their ace on the mound? So give me Shane Bieber over five and a half Ks at plus 120. That's my lock. That's my that's my favorite play of tomorrow. I also lean Guardians as well. Like I said, I only made the uh, Yankees a minus 125 favorite. I think if Cole didn't get if Cole didn't get out of that third inning, things could have gone in a different direction. So yeah. give, give me Shane Bieber over five and a half Ks. I think it's a good discussion point to kind of or talk about is that I think we're and I think Noah, you can you maybe expand on this as well as since you know you you're familiar with being a pitcher and, and you know just knowing the different pitches and and you know what guys throw. We can say that Bieber is definitely has better stuff than Cal Quantrill. Or am yeah. I incorrect yeah. in saying that? Okay, yeah. he still got five strikeouts last night. Did Cal Cal Quantrill mm -hmm. right? And I think yeah, the number does. right now, like you mentioned, right now for Shane Bieber to, for this game too, is sitting at five and a half. So I think that number is going to be on the move here. So yeah, yeah. You know, if you're listening to this early or you're watching it live, I would jump on that if your book does have it uh, right now at five and a half. So yeah. Like you, Dylan, I think both you and I were on Shane Bieber in game one against the Tampa Bay Rays on that strikeout prop that cashed mm -hmm. easily. Pissed a phenomenal game for them against the Rays. Uh, and, and again, like you mentioned, the home and road splits for Shane Bieber so far this season have been – it's been night and day, right? Eight and three on the road, 2.65 ERA at home, five and five with a 3.22 ERA. Uh, but, Noah, let me get to you uh, for game two, Shane Bieber versus Nestor Cortez. Yeah, you bring up a good point about Bieber, and if Quantrill's going to get five, Bieber's going to get his, too. Um, he does a great job at mixing up his pitches, too. <clears throat> his Really, his repertoire, it it changes each game what, what pitch he loves to throw the most. Um, he does have that cutter that he throws about. I mean, I'm looking at his stat cast page right now. He's throwing it 17% of the time, uh, forcing fastball 35% of the time. But there are games that he just completely abandons that force him if a team jumps on it. And then he's also got the two benders and the slider and the curveball. Um, for me, though, like you two are definitely like after um, recording this podcast with you guys all season long, I'm more narrative driven. And you guys are more of the gambling sharps, I would say. And um, for me, I, I look at Bieber's numbers against the Yankees. He didn't pitch against them this year, but he's one and one in three career starts with a 574 ERA. And he's better on the road with a 271 ERA than his season long 293. Again, that's kind of like the whole uh, Luis Castillo thing. That's not like a huge difference to me. Nestor Cortez. 
He has 12.1 innings pitched, only given up three runs with a 2-2-3 ERA and two starts against the Guardians with six and eight Ks. For me, I think this is a spot where, like Dylan said, the public's going to love the Yankees. Um, They really view as the Guardians like their offense is terrible. Right now, I see this price at the Yankees minus 130. That's not going to be there come three hours before the game time when the public starts to jump in on this. I think this is the time to get in on the Yankees prior to this line moving. Um, So minus 130 on win bet is my play on the side. And for a prop, this one uh, is my lock of the day. I like the Nestor Cortez over three and a half strikeouts right now. Um, he's had six and eight strikeouts in two games this year against the Guardians. So I like that prop a lot. Do you do you like the Shane Bieber one as well? Um, honestly, I didn't look at his strikeouts to know. I can go search that up real quick. Uh, Munoff can take it, and then I can. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that um, the total in this game is what I was looking at, and I think that if we're going to get think we can get a two solid performances out of these pitchers. I mean, game one produced five runs combined, right? Four to one mm-hmm. between those two pitchers. I think this is low key. I think a better pitching matchup between Shane Bieber and Nestor Cortez. And like Noah mentioned there that Nestor Cortez has been pretty solid in uh, against the guardians this season. I know I think he had two or two starts this season. Um, 1-0, 2.19 ERA, 14 strikeouts combined in those two starts. Like Noah mentioned, eight strikeouts and six strikeouts respectively in those two starts. Uh, 12 and a third inning pitch only allowed three earned runs overall. So I think this is an opportunity uh, for Nestor Cortez to go out and, and pitch well against this uh, Guardian team. And now, during the season as well, that the Guardians weren't a team that were striking out a lot. No, if you kind of looked at the number at the strikeout percentages, uh, but overall, so far in the postseason, when they face better pitching, they've been striking out, right? I think Shane McClanahan in game one had eight strikeouts. Uh, I know uh, Tyler Glass now had some success against them in game two as well. Um, and then yesterday, we talked about it. Garrett Cole had eight strikeout, or sorry, on Monday, Garrett Cole had eight strikeouts. Sorry, Tuesday, I'm sorry, is Garrett Cole had eight strikeouts against his Guardians team. So Asking Cortez as a left-handed pitcher to get four, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Nestor Cortez. And we talked about Shane Bieber as well. So, again, I I think this is going to be a phenomenal pitching matchup if you're a guy that likes old-school baseball, low-scoring, just Mm -hmm. pitchers do. The Guardians are for you. (laughs) Yeah, the Guardians are for you, and I think this pitching matchup is for you as well. But, Noah, were you able to find that information? Yeah, so first off, um, you know, with the Guardians, they are, like we've mentioned many times on this podcast, the team that has struck out the least. Like, they have the best um, K rates, uh, lowest K rates, I should say, in the league. But that could, maybe we're finding out that that's uh, possible it happened because they play in the AL Central for 50 games of the year um, where the competition is a little bit weaker over there. And I'm a fan of the Tigers. So it's like not, (laughs) it's, it's not a biased statement there. Um, And then the three games that Bieber has thrown against the Yankees in his career, four strikeouts, six strikeouts, nine strikeouts. So there's big variance in his three games there. But I mean, if you like it, go for it. Um, Cause he does have the ability that nine strikeout game was in 2021. So that was his most recent start against them. I uh, I see Nestor Cortez on my book at over four and a half at plus one twenty. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't hate that. I would I would rather buy it up a strikeout and yeah, get it too. at get plus, plus money. money. 
Yeah. 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 Because I see over three and a half at minus 140, and I'm not willing to lay that. Yeah. Minus 140 is not bad, but when I get in the neighborhood of north of 150, 160, that's where I kind of have some pause. Yeah. Yeah. 150, 160 is that unit and a half play if you really like (laughs) it. Uh, Well, he kind of got that from me, too. I'm going to take claim to that. But uh, yeah. Um, once you get to that, you know, that's when the, the ladder up kind of comes into play if you have a book that allows you to get an alt number. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going Yankees, and then are you two uh, – where, where are you at, Moonoff, on this match? I think I'm leaning with the Guardians here uh, just with Shane Bieber on the mound. But I think my more favorite play in this game is actually the Bieber prop that uh, uh, Dylan mentioned, but I do like the under 6.5 in this game as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention for this game before we get into uh, our best bets uh, for these American League Divisional Series? Uh, just be on the lookout for the weather. It's going to be a bad one over here. Hey, Muna, yeah. who won yeah. the wild card competition that we had for the oh, yeah. MLB jersey? Yeah, so before we get into best bets, I was going to do that after best bets. So I think this is a good time to um, get in to that. So we had the wild card uh, divisional rules round uh Contests over on Play Action Pool, they always do a great job of getting us those uh, competitions up and things like that. So we actually had two winners, um, even with the tiebreaker that we had in there uh, for the wild card uh, results. So the two winners, and both of them will be getting a jersey. His first is our very own MMA gambling podcast uh, co-host, Daniel Gumby. Gumby Gumby got in there. Uh, he, he, he's going to get a Jersey. And then, uh, one of our, I believe, uh, he's in the discord channel as well. Uh, hard flex bro. He goes by the oh, yeah. name. Uh, he's very active in our discord. So name. those, yeah, those two guys are coming <laughs> he's away. In the YouTube chat sometimes too. Yeah, yeah no, so, I know uh, who you're talking about, but congrats to Daniel. Cause he's made me a ton of money on MMA. Yeah. So. Good, good yeah. to see him take it back. And I'm what, what fan yeah. is he? What, what fan is he? Uh, Braves. Braves. Uh, he's oh, a Braves no. guy, yeah. He oh, might my, get he no. might get a Grissom jersey. He's a big Grissom fan, oh, and then no. <laughs> why couldn't it have been someone else? Now, <laughs> <laughs> not a Braves fan, man. Yeah, so um, uh, I'll connect with you guys. But if you are listening to the pod, I'll reach out to them individually. But if not, uh, we'll get you those jerseys. I'll just send us a DM. Uh, and then we'll we'll take care of you guys and get your jerseys of choice out to you. I know I think we'll probably do another contest uh, for the World Series uh, when we get there. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But again, congrats to Gumby and then congrats to our uh, fan of the show. And uh, there were a good board. amount of contestants in that thing, too. Yeah, so yeah, there that, were, was, so. that was impressive. Yeah, so hopefully we get some more for the World Series. So those were the two uh, gentlemen that did win the wild card round uh, contest over there on play action pools. All right, gentlemen, let's get into some best bets here. I know we usually do lock and dog, but it's it's only two games for us to pick from. So we'll just do a best bet. We could do anything, whether it's a side, total, player prop, anything you guys want to give out. I know you guys uh, mentioned it but uh, as your best bets already, but uh, we'll just recap it here. Noah, I'll give you the floor first here. Uh, best bet for the American League Divisional Series round. Uh, sorry, game two. Yeah, I've only got three total bets, but I'll give out my best bets. Uh, the best one for Seattle, Houston, is going to be Framber Valdez over five and a half strikeouts for me. He has two starts against the Mariners this year where he had seven and eight strikeouts. Yep. And then in the 
Guardians Yankees game, my best bet is the Nestor Cortez Jr. over three and a half strikeouts. And if you like it at four and a half, go ahead, go ahead and take a four and a half because he has had six and eight strikeouts in his two starts against the Guardians this year. And the Guardians, you know, they've been a little bit strikeout prone in these three postseason games. So I'm looking to jump in on a weak number because they have the lowest K rate in the MLB, but they haven't shown that in the postseason. Yeah, and I think exactly what's that. That's the exact handicap there, Noah, is that – I think the bookmakers are probably just using season-long stats and not yeah. having looked at what they have done recently over the first three games of their of the playoffs here that they have played in, where they've been streaking out at a very, very high rate. So, yeah, definitely do love that play as well. Um, Dylan, best bet for uh, game twos. Yeah, so best bet for – I just have one best bet, to be honest. I, I yeah. like the team total for the Mariners over two and a half or three, whatever your book offers. But my uh, favorite best bet for tomorrow is Guardians-Yankees, Shane Bieber over five and a half strikeouts at plus 120. Noah said it. he's hit this twice in his uh, last three starts against the Yankees, five of his last six starts on the road. He did it against the Cardinal, uh, the Rays Excuse me, in the first game. He was phenomenal. And if if Cal Quantrill was able to get five against this Yankee team, I think Shane Bieber is going to be able to get his. So over so five true. and a half strikeouts at plus 120. Yeah, love that. I uh, love that we're getting plus odds on a lot of these as yeah. well. So I think it's uh, you got to jump out early before the odds do move yep. on a lot of these books. Uh, best bet for me, uh, I'll co-sign with you guys about those strikeout props, Valdez and uh, Shane Bieber. But I love the under in the Yankees and the uh, Guardians game. But like Dylan mentioned, uh, make sure to see if this game even gets off because, uh, as Dylan said, that weather is not looking very good over there on the East Coast. But um, weather might be good for that total too. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, that's if it's cold. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, cold. If it's cold and it's a windy night and that wind yeah. is blowing in, I think that's only gonna help the under here. A little so. drizzle. <laughs> yeah, six and a half. I love the under there. So um, again, make sure you get to those numbers early before they do move. But again, make sure to uh, see if this obviously this game goes off or not, and then which direction that wind is blowing. Seventeen mile an hour winds blowing in, Moon off. All right, so right. I'm gonna, yeah, All I'm gonna right. try you guys to get told this in. Me. I'm in on that, and I like it. <laughs> now <laughs> I want to do the under two. <laughs> Team ride. <laughs> uh, all right, that's gonna do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, we will be back uh, as usual um, at the usual time. We'll recap what we saw the night before, if we can, and then uh, we'll discuss game threes uh, for the respective uh, leagues whether it's National League, American League. I know they've now split it up where it's two, uh, the one league per night. So we'll just kind of go through it, it and comes hopefully we can back, get out some What is winners. it, Sunday, when they're all together? They're all four of them? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's game four for AL and game five possibly for NL, I think, is when they all come back and play together again. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else, guys, before we get out of here? Nope. I'm all good. No. All right. Uh Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.